Your Brain on Weird is recorded in private homes in a state where marijuana is recreationally legal. This show's content is intended for adult audiences only. And uh, welcome back to your brain on weird. Hello. I'm Jess. And I'm Sam. And today, Jess is going to be telling you a story. And then I'm going to be hitting you with some education a little bit later in the episode. But first, Jess has some things to say. (laughs) Thank you. Um... I just wanted to remind everyone, not that this is something that I should need to say, but um, coronavirus is still a thing right now. If you didn't know that, we haven't found any vaccines or um, cures or anything like that. There's not really much uh, progress that's been made. So I guess what I'm trying to say is don't be an idiot. Wear a mask if you decide to go outside. I feel like I'm like talking to a bunch of children right now. Yeah. I'm it's frustrating it's frustrating because it's 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 really not that hard to just put on the mask just fucking put it on it's not and I feel like with everything reopening at this point there isn't any significant drop in cases to justify reopening or anything like that so it's like extra important that people are taking care to wear a mask yeah if you're gonna go out Like, at the very least. (laughs) It's become, like, a little bit more clear to me that a lot of states are not handling this the same way. Um, Apparently, some states have, like, no restrictions. Yeah. Yep. And our area is not like that. Um, We get fined if we're out in public and we don't have a mask on. Um, It's, like, anywhere where social distancing isn't possible, you need to wear a mask or else they can literally fine you. Yeah. So, I mean, our state is taking it seriously and, like... I'm happy for that, but at the same time, we're opening restaurants, we're opening bars, we're opening gyms, and you have the option to not go. I've been cooking a shit ton. I've been getting takeout when I don't feel like cooking. Like, it, if you're going to take the time to go to the restaurant, you can just drive there, pick up your food, and drive home. Yeah. And you don't even have to wear pants. True. Like, what's the... <laughs> if you're putting on pants to go have a drink at a bar, honestly, like, I don't even know what to say to you. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why are you? Why? And I understand that, like, Sam and I are kind of homebodies. We were talking about this yesterday. Like, we don't mind staying at home. I actually like staying at home. I would much rather be at home than, like, out at a bar or at a restaurant. And I understand not everybody is like that. But, like, please reevaluate your priorities. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are forgetting the fact that this isn't about them just because they aren't getting sick or they aren't getting severely sick. It doesn't mean that they're not getting a ton of other people sick who don't have the ability to fight off an illness. And there's still a ton of people dying every single day. And it's really fucked up that people are being so selfish. Yeah. The virus stays on you for like five to seven days. So even if you think that like, okay, I say, for example, I go over to a friend's house and like 20 other people are there. Which, like, has happened, and I've just kind of turned around and been like, I'm going to go home. Yeah. Yep. Um, Also, because being social is hard. True. But, 
where was I going with that? You have to take responsibility for your own actions. <laughs> yeah, you have to take responsibility for your own actions. You have to realize that, like, I was in a group of people. I don't know where all of these people have been for the last five to seven days. I don't know what they've been doing. I don't know what they've touched. I don't know whether they're wearing a mask or not. And I, I don't know, man. It, it's just, like, have some – care about other people. Just, like, have some empathy. Yeah, I don't know how to tell people that you should just care about other people because that's something we just do so it's hard to explain that to someone who doesn't care shit you're just like well i already care about other people and uh i feel like i don't know how to explain it i feel like i just kind of look at them and i go what what's wrong with you like why (laughs) i don't understand how you can be like this man um so yeah i i mean uh Like I said, I feel like I shouldn't have to say it. I feel like it's kind of dumb that I'm sitting here and having to say it. But at the same time, we have a platform. We have people that are listening. And if you have somebody in your family or if you know someone who is not taking this seriously, I think it's just as important as the whole, you know, everything that we're going through right now with Black Lives Matter. Sit down with them and have that fucking conversation with them. Like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to deal with it eventually. Yeah. And... Especially if that family member is somebody who's at risk and they're not taking it seriously, like, that's on them. Yeah. They're like, I don't care if I get sick, but, like, you will once your, like, lungs stop working. I don't- Yeah, exactly. I don't know. (sighs) Even, like, for me, it's like, I'm- I can sit here and be like, oh, I'm a healthy person. Like, I, like, don't really ever get sick. But I'm still scared I'm gonna get sick. I don't want this. It sounds awful. Like, you hear so many stories about people who are, oh my god, it it just sounds horrendous. Like, I just don't want anyone that I care with, care about to have to deal with it. I don't want to have to deal with it myself. And going to a restaurant, going to a bar, going out in public, like, going to a gym even is, like, not that important to me. And I don't understand why it is to so many people. And it's also really not that hard to put on a mask for, like, fucking 20 minutes of your life because my sister is an ER nurse and she has to wear a mask for 12 hours out of the day. You can suck it up. I'm sorry. You can fucking suck it up. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, I've worked with people in bakeries who have to wear masks during their entire shift because they have, like, asthma and, like, problems like that. And that was before coronavirus. (laughs) So clearly, it's okay if you need to wear a mask for eight hours or ten hours a day. It doesn't affect your breathing. It does not. <laughs> like, oh yeah, there was there was that whole thing where people were like, oh, you're inhaling CO two or something. Like, what? No. Do you know <laughs> how air works? Do you know how filters work? Yeah. And Shit. if you don't, I would encourage you to maybe look it up. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna pull this. Google it. Yeah. And while you're at it, fucking Google what a dead person's lungs look like after they get coronavirus. Oh my god! And then tell me that you're okay with all of these people dying like that. Yeah, and that's the other thing. If you're one of these people that thinks that coronavirus is a hoax and you think that this doesn't exist, people are dying. People are dying. People know people who are sick and who are dying. Have some fucking respect. Yeah. Jesus. (sighs) Anyway, that's all I had to say. Thank you for listening. Thank you for educating us. (sighs) All right. uh, Orion, do you want to go out? 
Or you want to go in the window? He's trying to figure out where he wants to go right now. He's just profiting around. Oh, Prof- handsome boy. Proper boy. Oh. Whoop. He's got to do a scratch. He was just screaming at me, and I think he changed his mind. What are you doing? Are you going to come hang out? Now come he's coming out with me. Window. Oh, yeah. Girl with me. Now he's going to sit in uh, Jeff's chair. Yay. Prof. Jump up in the chair before I get into my story. Or don't. Fine. Thanks, Orion. You're doing great, buddy. <laughs> All right. Whew. I got I to gotta take a hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Calm myself down from that. <laughs> got a little excited. Got a little angry. Got a little pissed. And I think your anger is justified. Thank you. I think so, too. Your feelings are valid. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, do you want to do a vibe check before we start? Oh, shit. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I think I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I um. Let's see. What's happened? What's happened in the last, like, week? Uh, my partner has been in California uh for a family thing he's quarantining for two weeks when he gets back and blah blah blah. and so i'm just kind of bored because <laughs> yeah. i'm i'm unemployed like i got laid off so i'm just kind of like sitting around and bored and been trying to motivate myself to do things but i'm just kind of like well i could just sleep instead or you know so I've just been kind of demotivated. But the one thing I've been motivated to do is work on the freaking podcast. Yeah. Yesterday we recorded and then I sat down and edited, which normally like it takes. So if we have like a half an hour worth of content, I think it takes me maybe like four hours to edit that because I'm slow and bad. I'm learning. Yeah, you're learning. So I we recorded it. I edited it for like four hours. And then um, I sent it out to have it mastered. I did some like ma- did some like EQ with it and shit like that myself, which I'm not again I'm not good at. Um, but I finally figured it out. And then we got it actually posted to Patreon. So uh, the episode that we recorded yesterday afternoon was available for people to listen to on Patreon at midnight. Yeah, <laughs> which I think is like pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's a really fast turnaround. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, incredible. Wow. I was proud of us for that. Yes. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, but I'm 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 good. How are you? Uh, <laughs> sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've just had a real depressing week. I've like lost basically all motivation that I've had for the past three months. And you know, I've relatable. I've been doing good since quarantine started. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. This week. I've just been napping, and we're doing podcast stuff today, and then we're doing pod. I'm doing podcast stuff tomorrow with Kaylee. Oh yeah. Then, oh yeah. Um, I'm just like, this is the only thing keeping me going right now. I'm gonna come so, visit you this weekend, though. That's true. Yeah, we're having our very own electric forest at my backyard. Yeah. And instead of fifty thousand people, it's gonna be five. I mean, that's, that's nice. (laughs) I don't mind that. Yeah, me neither. Um, I have to say, and I didn't want to bring it up, but like, I'm really sad that I'm not getting to marry you this weekend. I know. Ah, dude. (sighs) It hurts. My partner and I were supposed to be getting married this weekend and we got engaged at Electric Forest last year and we were going to go back this year and we were going to get married there. And... Just went through the whole thing of getting ordained. Yeah. And we, like, made sure we got everything from the state. And then they canceled it. And I was like, well, shit. Yeah. 
you have to make sacrifices. So yeah, it sucks. A lot of a lot of people that I know are you know have been planning on getting married because you know we're like around that age. Everybody's starting to get married, and like so many people have had to reschedule their weddings. And I'm like, man, I feel so bad, but also like thank you for being smart and considerate. Yeah, like. It sucks, but fucking... it's the right thing to do. Yeah, so I'm a little sad about that. Yeah. Yeah. I have more time to plan, because I had a lot of ideas that I never actually executed, so... Well, it'll be great. Yeah. And Nick and I will get married eventually, and it'll be fine. And in the meantime, I'm just gonna smoke a lot of weed about it. Perfect! That's what I've been doing. Dude, I, oh my gosh, I have to say, I went, um, I went almost, or the, almost the entire day yesterday without smoking, and by the end of the night, I was just, like, I, I just, I felt like a, a huge metal ball. Like, I was just so tense. Yeah. And, like, on edge, yeah. and, like, just, oh, And I, I, it was one of those things where I was like, surely it's not because I haven't smoked all day. <laughs> And then you smoked, and then you were like... And I was like, well, wow, this is way better, man. Like, I don't I don't take any... Okay, I'm, I'm prescribed anxiety medication, but I don't... I choose not to take it because I'm trying to get better about managing my anxiety. And a lot of times taking medication isn't good for me. Like, it, it has side effects that I prefer not to deal with. Yeah. So, uh, I just smoke. And it always fucking works. It always fucking works. Yeah, man. I gotta say, I, like, had the opposite thing happen to me yesterday, however, though, because I, like, smoked while we recorded, and then I was continuing to smoke during the afternoon, and then I was just feeling shitty all night, and I was like, I smoked today? I, like, ate today? (gasps) I've drank lots of water? Like, what else do I need to do? (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, so it was rough. Sometimes you just don't know. Sometimes you're like, what do you want? Hello, Bonnie. Can you tell me what you want from me? Please. I just want to go to sleep. Fuck. The answer is never clear. No, it is not. But yeah. So that's all I have to say about that. Okay. Well, we have stuff to look forward to this weekend. So, yeah. I'm really excited to do the uh, episode with Kaylee in it. Yes, I am so excited. All right. Well, this intro was a little long, but that's okay. Sorry, not sorry. All right, I'm gonna rip it. You ready? Okay. Drink some water. Uh, you know what? Uh, fuck it. I uh, I was like, I probably shouldn't get too high before I tell the story, but I actually know this one pretty well. <laughs> did I tell you? Did I tell you what I chose? No, you haven't told me yet. Okay. 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 Sometimes we tell each other, and sometimes we don't. Mm-hmm. So. I have an idea of what it might be. Okay. So. I might have dropped a hint at some point. You did say Astonishing Legends covered it, but that doesn't really, that doesn't really narrow it down for me, so. Every single episode, it's like, shout out to Astonishing Legends. Every single time I, like, want to cover a topic, I'll, you know, go on to Spotify and I'll search through podcasts, like, for episodes that are on that topic. And Astonishing Legends is always, like, the first one to come up. And I'm always like, well, I guess I'm listening to this one. (laughs) Would you like a six-hour in-depth conversation about this topic? Yes. Yes, Actually, yes, I would. (laughs) I would really like that. (laughs) (sighs) All right. So that's one of my sources. That's one of my sources. My other sources were um, Wikipedia, ye olde Wikipedia. um, And there was a 
um, oh man, I didn't write who the author was. There was an article on Ranker, ranker ranker.com, that was like kind of a more compact like version of the story and had some stuff that I hadn't uh, seen anywhere else. So this is the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter. I don't think I know this. Okay. 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 All right. First of all, um, I kind of chose it because it's somewhat related to Hellier. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. My phone is exploding. Jesus Christ. I love you, Twitter people, but just fuck. Just for an hour, please leave me alone. Oh, okay. Um, so first I want to talk about kinds of close encounters. Um, I don't know how much you know about this, but um, in UFOlogy, close encounters are an an event in which a person witnesses a UFO. Okay. It's a, or there's a system of classification that was created by astronomer and UFO researcher J. Allen Hynek in the 1972 book, The UFO Experience, A Scientific Inquiry. Where did that noise just come from? I too had to exit out of all of my tabs on my computer. God, okay. I'm so sorry. So... A claimed close encounter must occur within about 500 feet or 150 meters to reduce or eliminate the possibility of misidentifying conventional aircraft or other known phenomena. Okay, that makes sense. Heidek scale. Close encounters of the first kind are visual sightings of an unidentified flying object seemingly less than 500 feet away that show an appreciable angular extension and considerable detail. So basically, it's just like you seeing something and you can like identify what the details of it are. Okay. So it's within 500 feet. Close encounters of the second kind are events in which a physical effect is alleged. This can be interference in the function of a fe- of a vehicle or electronic device, animals reacting, a physiological effect such as paralysis or heat and discomfort in the witness, or some physical trace like impressions in the ground, scorched or otherwise affected vegetation or a chemical trace. So, like, literally any kind of, like, physical effect, whether it's, like, on the person or on, like, the environment. Close encounters of the third kind are encounters in which an animated entity is present. These include humanoids, robots, and humans who seem to be occupants or pilots of a UFO. Gross. Yeah. Very weird. Um, I just learned what close encounters of the third kind was the other day because I was listening to an Astonishing Legends episode about and they were talking about that movie <laughs> oh okay yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so that's what that's where this like became popular was that movie i mm-hmm. guess oh, okay that makes sense yeah i think that i like read that somewhere so ufo researcher ted blocher uh proposed six subtypes for the close encounters of the third kind so this is a lot but <laughs> option option a an entity is observed only inside the ufo Option B, an entity is observed inside and outside the UFO. Option C, an entity is observed near to a UFO, but not going in or out. Option D, an entity is observed. No UFOs are seen by the observer, but UFO activity has been reported in the area at about the same time. Mm. Option E, an entity is observed, but no UFOs are seen, and no UFO actively has been reported in the area at the time. Or option F, no entity or UFOs are observed, but the subject experiences some kind of intelligent communication. What? (laughs) What does that mean? I think it's like, okay, so I've heard of, I'm thinking like you hear a voice in your head kind of thing. Okay. For option F. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't experience it or you don't see anything, but like there's some kind of communication or something. 
Or maybe that would include like radio interference. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Uh, this is all, I'm pretty sure this is all on Wikipedia. So if I get too confused, I'll go read the article real quick. It's not, all of that isn't super relevant to the story. It's just kind of like, fun fact, here's all this crazy stuff. Yeah. That can be, like, filtered into this. Oh, and past that, there are categories beyond Hynix Original 3 that have been added by other people, but, like, it's not universally accepted. Okay. These first three are what people normally go towards. So, here's what happened. On the evening of August 21st, 1955, first of all, it's, that's eight years after the Roswell New Mexico incident. Okay. We are in Kelly, Kentucky, which is an area of Hopkinsville. So that's where Kelly Hopkinsville comes from. Oh, okay, cool. Thank you for letting me know that. You're welcome. A family of five adults and seven children arrived at the Hopkinsville police station that evening. They claimed that a spaceship had landed on their property and that their home was being attacked by small alien creatures. Oh, They had been holding shit. them off. Okay, I know this story. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they had been holding them off with gunfire for nearly four hours. Oh, fuck, dude. So now you know. Now you know what this is. I do. I do. Okay. Okay, cool. Sick. All right. Uh, so this is the people who were involved. We have Glennie Lankford, who is the, I think they rent the house, but she's like the owner of the house. She's like the matriarch. Um, her kids, Lonnie, Charlton, and Mary. And then her two sons from a previous marriage, Elmer or Lucky and John, Charlie, or JC. And then we have Lucky and JC's wives, Vera and Alen. Okay. So there's a lot of people. And then we have Billy Ray Taylor and his wife, June. So it's just a whole bunch of freaking people in this house. Apparently they were like there to have a dinner party or something like that. Yeah, I have hang no out. idea. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, the Taylors and the Suttons were traveling carnival workers who were visiting the farmhouse. So that's Billy Ray, um, his wife, June, and then Lucky and his wife, Vera, um, were all like carnival workers, like traveling carnival workers, which ends up coming into play later. Okay. <laughs> so here's the story. Billy Ray Taylor told the police when they went to the, to the station that he saw a bright light streak across the sky as he was getting water from the well at 7 p.m. that night. He believed that he had seen a spaceship zoom through the clouds and land between the trees. Uh, he described it as a round metallic object with rainbow-colored streaks trailing behind it. And Billy Ray was kind of, like, known to be a bullshitter. He was kind of known to, like, tell, like, tall tales. So everyone kind of assumed he was playing a trick on them or he was lying and, like, making a joke or whatever. Um, but he was able to convince Lucky to go out with him to check and see what was going on because they heard a, they heard dogs barking, like their dogs were barking. And he was like, hey, man, like, we got to go check this out. Um, and Lucky was known as being like very serious, like no nonsense kind of guy, just like pretty much the complete opposite of Billy Ray. About an hour later, Billy Ray and Lucky went outside to check around the well. As they were walking back towards the house, they saw three to four glowing figures walking out of the woods with their hands held above their heads. Ew. They described them as, quote, little men small gray creatures with spindly, useless legs and human-like hands. They're also described as having large eyes, a long, thin mouth, and large ears. Gross. There's one, there's, there was one description that I saw where, like, they kind of had, like, claws. So they had, like, human hands, but also with claws. I'm, I'm just, like, I'm picturing, like, just, like, really long fingers. Because they said spindly. Yeah. Legs, so I'm spindly. Thinking, like, spindly arms to match and, like, real long fingies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And people are like, oh, those are claws. And they're like, actually, my finger just goes out to here. <laughs> my fingers are just real long. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't clipped my fingernails in forever, man. Give me a break. <laughs> Space is weird. There's no grooming. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> so Billy Ray and Lucky, like, book it back to the house. They're like, fuck. And they, like, barricade all the doors. And they, like, go and they grab their guns. And these little men like start popping up in the windows and they're just kind of like looking into the house Ew, they're looking in the windows hey what's going on on here guys Ew. oh there was one uh i guess like one of them described them as just looking really confused i don't know what that's all about okay so at one point they shoot at one of the one of these like creatures as it's looking inside but nothing happens Eventually, like, I guess more of them start coming out, and there ends up being between 12 and 15 of these things. Ew. Okay. So there's a lot of them. It's a crew. The whole squad. Oh, another kind of weird thing is that they said that, like, they were kind of coming down out of the trees, and they were floating down. Like, it's not like they were jumping down and, like, landing. They were kind of, like, floating down from the trees. They just have slow fall. (laughs) Has an ability, I guess. Perfect. Oh, man. They typed the cheat into the... (laughs) Uh, Please give me slow fall. I don't take fall damage, even if I jump down from the top of a fucking tree. Got him. Perfect. That's what I always need (laughs) in video games. Oh, man. Oh, I thought you meant in real life. Well, in video games. Well, I would also like to have it in real life. Mm -hmm. That would be cool. If I could just, like, jump down from anywhere and, like, not break my ankles. Yeah, that'd be sick. Like, spring-heeled jack, man. Oh, damn. We've come full circle. Oh, man. It's a synchronicity. All aliens have slow fall. Perfect. It all makes sense. All right. So, um, okay. So they're, they're like, inside, and they're they're just kind of watching all these things come out and, like, look into the windows, and they, like, shoot at one of them, and nothing happens. And Billy Ray eventually goes outside, and as he's, like, walking out, he said that his hair got, like, grabbed by, like... A, like weird clawed hand from above so they were like on the roof and it like reached down and like grabbed him Ew. um and he and lucky shot at the creatures that were on the roof and in nearby trees but they it had no effect or they were just really bad shots that too man <laughs> but okay so the other like weird thing is that the family described that um d- the family said that the bullets like made kind of a metal sound when they made impact oh okay so it's like shooting at a sheet of metal yeah but you could hear the impact interest yeah interest yeah well i mean okay so there's one theory that they were the bullets were like ricocheting off of like metal things like cars and stuff and that was where the sound came from aren't they like in the middle of the woods though they're like at a farmhouse I feel like there's not that much. Yeah. Maybe, unless they had just like a bunch of junk in their yard. I guess. Or maybe if they had a tin roof. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the architecture is like in Kentucky. Me in neither. In the 50s, yeah. So, that, okay. So after all this happens, they go to the police officer or they go to the police station and they're telling them the story. And it's like the whole family, yeah. like at the police station, like telling them this. I wouldn't want to be left home after that shit. No! Okay, everyone's going to the cops. You stay here. We'll be back in 16 hours. Okay, bye. Good luck. No. So, officers from the city, county, and state, as well as four military police, were sent to the farmhouse. Um, I guess that, like, they were worried that, um, 
there was some kind of like shootout going on between neighbors or something. Mm -hmm. So they went to the farmhouse and they got there and they're like looking around and they can't really find anything. Um, so the search, the search yielded nothing. Uh, but the only thing that they found was, or the one thing that they found was they found a bullet hole in a screen that I guess they analyzed it and it was the size of, um, a bullet from Billy Ray's pistol. So the whole, like, he shot at it thing checks out. Okay. Um, a neighbor had also reported hearing gunshots that he had ignored because he thought they were firecrackers. (laughs) So. Yeah. Just Kentucky things. Yeah, I guess. We're like in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. One of the officers who was in charge of the investigation described the family as being completely sober and obviously terrified. So like one of them was like, these guys seem legit. So the police were there for a while. They left around 12 or I'm sorry, 2.15 a.m. Wow. Yeah, that is a long time. in the morning. Yeah. The next day, I guess their neighbors um, said that both families had packed up and left after another encounter with these, like, creatures around 3.30 in the morning. So, like, an hour and 15 minutes after the police left, I guess they came back. Uh, and there is a claim that the Air Force was called in. Weird. Uh, I don't really know where that claim came from. It, I only found it in, like, one place. Um, but either way, they didn't find anything yeah. if they did go. So The next day, the Kentucky New Era newspaper published the story. Everyone thought it was a hoax. Yeah, of course. So, since they were carnival workers and you know it's like all these like people kind of living on a farm in the middle of nowhere they didn't necessarily i don't know people didn't really look at them as highly which had a lot to do with it yeah yeah so yeah um but all seven of the adults that were questioned separately told the exact same story um sketches were made off of the descriptions and all ended up being similar and you can actually look them up yeah you can look up like the drawings that were done weird which is where if you're gonna if you're gonna do that that's where you're gonna get hellier vibes oh yeah yeah this checks out Mm -hmm. gross i don't love that yeah i'm not a huge fan of it anyway um a year after all of this happened the story was investigated by ufologist bud ledwith and isabel davis who said that the witnesses stories had not changed and they ended up writing a book called Close Encounter at Kelly and Others of 1955. So I think there was like a wave of these sightings. I didn't really like look into it, but Weird. I'm interested about that book. Yeah. I don't know who I don't know who Bud Ledwith and Isabel Davis are, but maybe I should. So there's a lot of like different explanations yes. for all of this. Of course. The big theory is that these aliens or goblins or whatever were actually great horned owls. Okay. (laughs) They are nocturnal. They fly silently. They have yellow eyes and very aggressively defend their nests. So essentially what they're saying is that these people were mistaking owls for whatever this was. Um, Which I kind of have a little bit of a problem with because um, the descriptions that they gave all said that they were, I think the range was like between three and four feet high. And... Great horned owls only get to being, like, one to two feet in height. Wow, these are small owls, yeah. Okay. They're not that big. Another thing that they said was, like, oh, it, it. they described the goblins as, like, coming down, like, floating down from the trees, right? Mm-hmm. Which, like, okay, like, that's owl movement, owl-ish movement. But when they see wings, like, the wingspan of those things is, is like, probably about four feet. So, I don't know, it's just, it seems... Mm. 
Yeah, I don't think I, at the very least, believe that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I about can that see one. where they would see like um like they have like kind of weird ears and they stick up, but like mm-hmm. they have wings. They don't have arms. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Birds. Is it like they don't have like claws? Yeah. I mean, they, okay, they have talons on their on like their feet, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah, so that one I'm not sure about. Um, the other thing is that there were meteor sightings that were also occurring around this time, which would explain the lights in the sky mm-hmm. that he saw. Um, another thing is that in that area, there's a bioluminescent fungus called foxfire okay. that grows, and it gr- it glows like a crazy like greenish color. So that would explain the glowing figures like coming out of the woods thing. Mm-hmm. It would also explain like I think at one point he said that that like whatever he saw in the sky was green. Uh, I don't know. Um, we already talked about the theory of like the bullets ricocheting off of like cars and shit like that. That's I'm not sure about that one either. I don't know like how much stuff they had sitting around. Like I said, so. Um, so yeah, the big theory is pretty much just, like, it's assumed that these guys were all just, like, trashed. Like, they were intoxicated. Weird. During this. And they just mistook, mistook all of these individual things for them getting attacked by goblins. 12 to 15 goblins. I've never been fucked up enough (laughs) to think that goblins are attacking my house. Yeah, I mean, I guess I get, like... I mean, I, I'm not even, like, fully speaking from experience here. I don't even understand, like, how you could take psychedelics and see this stuff. And where would they even... It, it's middle of nowhere in 1955. Like, they're not, like, out there tripping on acid. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And it, and it was... What was it? Seven adults and five children? Yeah. And they all... I mean, the, the kids aren't, like, sitting around drinking, right? I would hope not. <laughs> so here's the other big thing, is that... There's, like, zero evidence to support that claim. There's, like, literally zero evidence to support the claim that they were intoxicated. Um, there was well, they zero. Said the, huh? They said at the police station that they were all sober, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that one okay. police officer was, like, he. they were all completely sober. Um, and there was no alcohol found anywhere in the home. Weird. When they went there. So it's not like they were all trashed and then they were like, oh, we gotta hide all the alcohol before the cops come. Um, and it was even rumored, rumored that... Um, was it Glenny? Uh, the matriarch of the family did not allow alcohol in that house. Yeah, like she okay. just straight up didn't allow it. So the last, the last like real deep look that anybody really took into this was Project Blue Book, which was a U.S. Air Force project from 1952 to 1969 that sought to research claims of UFOs. Okay. Did you know? Do you know about this? Do you know about Project no. Blue Book? Okay. All right. Um, I think I, I've heard about it, but um, okay, I don't know. Anything All right. About it. It's almost, like, worthy of an entire episode. Um, They did not actually investigate the case because they immediately assumed it was a hoax. Wow, they didn't even look into it? It's recorded in the notes, like, in, like, in the blue book. I don't know. It's recorded as CP or crackpot. That is so rude. They said it, not me. That is so rude. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just throw that one out the window. Fun fact, or not so fun fact, psychologists use the alleged incident as an example of pseudoscience and an extraordinary claim to help students develop critical thinking skills. Why? Why that? I don't know. They're like, okay, we're going to read this case and you got to fucking use your critical thinking skills to debunk (laughs) it because it was a fucking owl. I guess so. I guess so. I mean, we're both sitting here being like, I don't know, that doesn't fully check out. Like, the descriptions don't match. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. Um, So it is listed as a hoax. Mm -hmm. But, like, why would they make that up? Yeah, that was my next question. What could they possibly gain from making this story up? Like, they abandoned their house. Yeah. They... Like, sure, some of them were already, like, traveling performers, but, like, if you have, like, a farm and a life, you don't just, like, up and leave. hmm Unless something is, like, seriously bothering you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just... They didn't get money from it. No! They didn't get fame from it. They like... did not seek any publicity. Like, all of yeah. the stuff that was written in the press was, like, it's not like they were going to the press and saying, this happened to me, I need to tell you about it. Yeah. Like, they were being approached because they went to the police first. And, like, why would you shoot holes in your house on purpose? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> I'm not sure if insurance existed in the 50s, but that seems like a pretty shitty scam to shoot holes in your own house. And again, they didn't get anything from it. No. And I would just see, yeah, I just don't see any benefit for them to be making this up, at the very least. But yeah, they were known as being, like, a really quiet and, like, trustworthy family that doesn't, like, really mean anything, but, like, um, they had, like, a really good reputation. All of their accounts stood firm as the years went on. All of them. Like, nobody ever came out and said, whoops, we made it up. Uh, And there was no evidence of a hoax, like, ever found. Weird. It's a mystery. Yeah, it's a mystery. Uh... Oh, sorry, Artemis. Oh, I'm still. I dropped a lighter on her head. Oh, no. She's fine. Thanks, ADHD. I can't sit still. It's all right. Me neither. I like, I have to mute me like fidgeting in the background sometimes when I'm editing. Yeah. Anyway, so another thing that I do want to bring up is that the story has been changed and exaggerated over many, many retellings of the story. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. And there was widespread coverage in local and national press of this. So it kind of got twisted in a bunch of different directions, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure a lot of it is exaggerated, but I don't know, just doesn't, it doesn't add up. Yeah, yeah. I don't think any, yeah, I don't think any of those explanations really give a satisfying answer. They don't do it for me. And they don't, they don't check all the boxes and, you know, it might be like a combination of them, but... I just can't imagine, like, great horned owls are, like, rolling around in this bioluminescent fungi and, like, (laughs) traveling in packs of 15 and, like, attacking this house. Um, Yeah. So I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Like, the the physical descriptions is, like, the other thing that gets me is, is, like, if these guys were completely sober, like, why are all of their eyes just awful? Like, I don't understand. I know they had glasses back then. (laughs) Just get just get some it's fine but yeah i mean these guys were terrified like they were really scared so how uh, young do you know how young the kids were are they still alive okay so i mean they'd be 70s but later than that i guess depending on how old they were um geraldine sutton stith who is a member of the family uh let me see if i can remind myself what relation she has um, she is the daughter of one of the supposed witnesses, okay. apparently. She has written three books. She wrote The Kelly Green, Man- Green Men, she wrote a follow-up to that, and then she wrote a book called Alien Legacy, which I guess, like, tells the story of, um, what happened. So, that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, no, there there are still like family members that are alive and they've, you know, written written about it and they've talked about it. Um, there's like pictures of her like speaking. Weird, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, and like I said, I don't I don't think that from what I read and from what I saw, it looked like the story hadn't changed really at all over time. So um Oof. or that was like some kind of crazy agreement that they had. Just but so anyway, um <laughs> The last thing is, um, it's kind of it's kind of cool, like where this all filters into pop culture. So the anniversary is celebrated in Kelly, Kentucky, with the Kelly Little Green Men Days. First of all, the green description was like added in later. Um, yeah, right. I was gonna be like, didn't you just say they were gray? Yeah. Thank you. So what, Thank why you. did they come become little green men? I don't. At some point. Oh, is it because they were glowing green? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. I feel like somebody just said green and everyone was like, that sounds right. And then they just like. So, yeah. So there's a there's like a festival um, where they have U- ufologists come and speak. There's like live music and hay rides and crafts and stuff. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Um, also, fun fact. Apparently, the Pokemon Sableye from uh, Ruby and Sapphire was based on the Goblin's descriptions. No way! Holy shit. That's one of my favorite Pokemon, dude. It's so fucking creepy looking. Yeah! And the gem eyes and the... Oh, the gem eyes are cool. Yeah. 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 Um, And apparently he's like, or they're kind of like animated with a swaying motion, Mm -hmm. which is based on like how the creatures were reported to have like moving and one of his one of his moves is like stun or something like that or paralyze or something like that i don't know yeah. which is like supposedly supposed to be like in relation to how like they were like paralyzed in fear oh okay so that's kind of cool and then the last thing is that it was featured on the tv series project blue book uh fourth episode of second season which was released in february of 2020 on the history channel oh that was recently yes it was very recently but keep in mind that the U.S. Air Force Project, Project Blue Book, didn't actually investigate it. Uh, they just wrote it off. They just kind of wrote it off. Interesting. So I'm probably not going to bother watching that episode, which I know is really closed-minded of me, but <laughs> I just kind of already know where they're going to go with it. <laughs> yeah, weird. If somebody watches it and wants to tell me otherwise, I will go and watch it, but I have other things I'd rather spend my time on. Yeah, right. Oh, man. That's the, uh, that's the Kelly Hopkinsville Goblins case. That is crazy. That is really crazy. Yeah! Indeed. And, like, considering what we know about Hellier and stuff like that, which is not something that we've talked about on the show except, like, mentioning it, but... I think that, I think it's because, uh... That's a lot. It's a big episode. It's it's a lot. Just be... go and watch it. Yeah, just, just go, go and watch, watch it on YouTube or Amazon Prime. <laughs> um, just go watch it. Because the guy who originally messages them has these creatures peering into his window, mm-hmm. and then he fucking just takes his family and leaves. Yeah, which is very similar to this because like, and that was in Kentucky too. I mean, it's, it's in yeah, the same in state. Kentucky, the same. You know, vague description of the creatures and the big ears and the big eyes and... Yeah. Ah, yeah, it's really creepy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, the looking in the windows thing is, like, my least favorite part of that. But, like, hmm, 
It's not like they were hurting anyone. <laughs> yeah, I guess the thing is, too, is supposedly they came out of the woods with their hands up. Were they surrendering? I don't know. If they came out of the woods with their hands up, then, like... Were they like, sorry, we crashed our ship, can you guys help us? And then they're yeah. starting to get shot at, and they're like, fuck, what do we do? Should we swarm this house? Also a bad idea, aliens. Why'd you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that? They have guns. Well, apparently it has no effect if they're, like, made of metal. I wonder True. if they know that. I wonder if they're just like, ha ha, joke's on you. <laughs> I feel like every society should have some form of a gun. You know? It just makes sense. <laughs> Unless it's like built in, yeah. Ooh, oh, ooh. Like I like laser vision. Ew, <laughs> ew. And they're glowing, just giant eyeballs. Uh. And they can also use echolocation. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Ooh. Wow. So yeah. Well, thank you for telling me about them. You're welcome. That was great. I just knew that eventually we're gonna we're gonna want to talk a little bit more about Hellier, and uh, that's kind of a very, very, very base story for that it's very easy to segue into that yeah with yeah. this story as like a they've also mentioned this story on hellier at some point mm-hmm. uh-huh so yeah definitely yeah. Oof, weird we are stoked to tell you about our first sponsor anchor if you're like us and you want to start a podcast but have no idea where to start listen up so when we first decided to start a podcast, we were looking for a way to put your brain on weird out to the most people um, without having to do the most work. We are so happy that we found Anchor because they distribute our show to apps like Spotify and Apple Podcasts for us. This means that our listeners can find us wherever they already listen without having to download anything new. Once you're ready to get going, just create an account and start recording. They have the tools you need to record and edit your podcast. You can even edit on the go from your phone. Anchor has everything you could possibly want, including free transition sounds and photos that you can use to build your show. Not only that, but you can start making money as soon as you release your first episode. The best part is that all of this is free. So if you want to make a podcast, go to anchor.fm and get started today. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. By supporting them, you're supporting podcasts like us, too. All right. Are you ready for me to uh, give you some uh, medication? Yes. My work here is done. All right. Woo! 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 Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Medication with me. Um, so this is going to be, uh, it's like kind of a continuation, I guess, on like something that I've talked about before. Mm -hmm. and, um, so I've told you about the active and unactive compounds in marijuana, THC and CBD. Mm -hmm. So those are both called cannabinoids. And there are actually more cannabinoids present in marijuana than just those two. Hmm. Those, so those two compounds have been, um, you know, like studied and like taken down and broken down from marijuana, but so have a lot of the other cannabinoids. Mm -hmm. And we know that weed can be used to treat different things. 
anxiety, nausea, you know, appetite, things like that. So the Food and Drug Administration and pharmaceutical companies actually went ahead and now make, there are two, artificial cannabinoid drugs on the market used met for like medical use yeah yeah um weird so i thought i thought that was kind of cool so there's two things one of the things is called dronabinol dronabinol and then the other one is nabalone nabalone whoa okay <laughs> nabalone no it's nabalone nabalone <laughs> gross <laughs> Okay, so both of these are two chemically pure drugs that use artificially made THC compounds. Okay. So they made this in a lab, they concentrated it, they took out the the psychoactive elements of those, and now those two drugs are used to treat nausea, vomiting, and poor appetite and weight loss in patients with AIDS and HIV. Yeah. And also used to help patients who are going through chemotherapy if they have cancer. Mm-hmm. And so these drugs are very commonly prescribed to patients who have had nothing else work for them. There are other um, drugs on the market for, like, anti-nausea and appetite stimulating and things like that. But they only use these two if those other drugs haven't worked first. Okay. You know? All right. So it's kind of weird. I mean, there, it, that's good. Yeah. I guess. So, yeah. You know, they uh, there is – the FDA does acknowledge that there are medical uses for marijuana. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, because – it's still illegal on a federal level. Testing and funding isn't there yet to... <sighs> this shit know, again. Right, right. Right. To, yeah. like, actually, like, study this accurately. Yeah. So I did see that there is another drug called Nabiximol, which is another THC drug, but it also has CBD in it, um, but it's a Canadian drug and um, available in parts of Europe. Because it's used to treat pain linked to cancer as well as muscle spasms and pain from multiple sclerosis and is not being is not being tested in the United States at all right now for like federal approval. So that's kind of sad. But, you know, like with all drugs, there are side effects and some of the side effects that come along with using these two prescription drugs include increased heart rate, decreased blood pressure, dizziness, lightheaded, and fainting. And it has been linked to heart attacks and heart failure, but only in people who are already at risk for that. Okay. And it okay. And it yeah. is because, like, you know, when you take this drug, you can, you know, find a drop in blood pressure. And if that's not something that your body can deal with, you know, that's just not something your body can deal with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I just thought that was uh, really fun. And uh... yeah, dude, that's really interesting. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I I did not know know that, yeah. That there were, like, actual, like... So it's like a synthetic... Yeah, yeah, it's like a synthetic, like, version. Yeah, it's synthetic THC and CBD. Or actually, the two drugs that are currently available are both synthetic THC. Wow. 
not even CBD. Interesting. But that Canadian one is equal parts CBD and THC. Wow. So, huh. Yes. Okay. So I got all this um, information from the American Cancer Society website. Mm-hmm. And they are actually like in full support of more scientific research on cannabinoids for cancer patients mm-hmm. and recognizes that there are better and more effective therapies that can overcome the often debilitating side effects of cancer in its treatment. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, chemotherapy fucking sucks. It, it basically poisons everything in your body. Yeah, so if there's yeah. a better way to use these cannabinoids to help fight cancer, to help fight the side effects of chemotherapy, like, the American Cancer Society is like, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. These people are, like, suffering, and they can't, like smoke weed to make them feel better yeah because of its legality Mm -hmm. so that's just kind of uh something something to shink about (laughs) but yeah it really blew my mind that they were like yeah no we can we can synthetically make thc and we actually have drugs for it already but uh we're not gonna test it anymore because that would turn people into addicts right besides the uh over prescription of opioids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well. So, anyways, we should support funding for more research and federally legalizing marijuana so we can use it in better ways. Yeah. It's hard to test something if it's still technically illegal. Yeah. Nobody's like. Ugh. It's harder to get people who are like, "Oh, this is federally illegal. Like, I'm not going to give my money to it because it's wrong." Like, yeah, right. Legality doesn't have anything to do with morality. Just because it's legal doesn't mean it's right, and just because it's illegal doesn't, doesn't mean, mean it's, it's wrong. wrong. Exactly. It's just it's just ideal for specific groups of people that happen to be in power. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. That was good. That was thank good. You. All right. <laughs> And on that note, thanks for listening. Yeah. We have, by the time this is out, you can listen to The Little Weird, and then we'll be having our very first guest on next week mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for my episode, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. And, uh, I'm so stoked yeah. for that. I'm really stoked for that. I'm really stoked. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Me too. Anything else? Hmm. As always, feel free to find us on Facebook. You can like us and you can rate us on Facebook. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Because we're up there now. Yes, absolutely. You can rate us on Apple and you can rate us on Facebook, I think, right now. Um, Mm -hmm. You can follow us on Spotify. That helps. You can download our episodes on Spotify, which is also really helpful. If you really want to help the show, you can subscribe to our Patreon. We have like some really cool benefits for people on there. If you want to, you know, help us make the show a little bit better, um, we're right now saving up some money to get some better equipment and to get some stuff so that we can actually get out of the house and go check some spooky places out. Yeah, that's definitely like on our list of things to do is start doing some investigations. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I'm really stoked. I'm yeah. really stoked. Also, if you subscribe to our Patreon, you get to listen to our episodes 24 hours early, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. If you're like me and you're impatient. <laughs> yeah, right? Right. I feel like all of my favorite shows, like sometimes I get caught up and it's like Saturday and it gets released on a Sunday and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, why can I not listen now? So if you if you like us that much... 
You can do that. And we appreciate it so we much. Would love that. We would love it. You can also follow us on Instagram at YBOWpod. Cast. Cast. Yes. Um, we're also on Twitter at weird underscore pod. You can email us at yourbrainonweird at gmail.com. I think that's all of our social media. We would love to get some emails. You can tweet us. You can send us a DM on Instagram. Um, still up on Instagram is the highlights of all the Black Lives Matter resources. We are still keeping up to date with that. So that's a good resource to check out if you're looking for some places to donate, some petitions to sign, stuff like that. Yeah. Sick. Awesome. Sick. I think that's it. Yeah. So thanks again for listening. Wow. I'm Sam. I'm Jess. And uh, this has been Your Brain on Weird. Bye. Bye.